0: world wide hello and welcome to another exciting episode of global brothers podcast we're here for our third installment of four inspirational and entrepreneurial women uh in association with uae african network and it's your boy the dandy as always, my brother, Keith. What's happening, brother?
1: How are you doing? Give me some. Salute. Boom. Hey. Um, welcome, everybody, to another episode. Uh, we are excited. Uh, one of the highlights of my uh, time with uh, preparing is the research on everybody.
0: Okay. Um, so we have uh, three inspiring and entrepreneurial ladies. Um, actually, we have, we have a... Uh, uh, a little bit of a last-minute uh, dropout. Uh, one of our honorees, uh, Kolekye, Um she unfortunately had a, had, a, um, had a situation that she could not reschedule and uh, couldn't make it with us today, but um, we're still very proud of her accomplishments and uh, what she's accomplished. So, um, yeah, there's that. Anyhow, uh, we have Kerry Roca and uh, Miss Comfort Jaho Jennings. Comfort, we want to start with you. Um, you're your founder a ceo i mean very much so a woman about business and of several different things Uh, you're into your trade uh including from shea butter to beads you know crafts um tell us tell us a bit how you got into business and um you know kind of like how your network is like you know all the different uh artisans that you uh collaborate with and uh just a bit about uh, a bit about your
2: drive Thank you for the opportunity um, to be part of this uh, program today. I'm grateful to those who nominated me. <laughs> um, I'm just doing what I'm doing. I didn't know people were watching. So um, my name is Kanfota Jaho I'm the founder and CEO of El Agbe Company Limited, a social enterprise in Ghana since 1996. Mm. Um, I can say I am born into an entrepreneurial family and um I have been doing pieces and pieces from my childhood till um it's just a drive I, I just love putting things together reaching people meeting people and making sure They get what I'm I'm making money out of whatever and to keep things uh, going. Even my parents think I'm too small, but they couldn't stop me. But I keep sneaking and just doing satisfying any demand I see around. And um, I did that till um, 1984. I found myself in Nigeria. Ninety-five. I realized around that time, I realized that there's a lot of demand for a sugar bread in Nigeria which they call Ghana bread. But there are not a lot of people it's just a few Ghanaians who makes that in their leisure time. But I find a way around to get a bakery to produce it in a large quantity to kind of involve other young women to make sure that we satisfy the, de- the demand as much as we can. I did that up to 86 until there's no more flour in Nigeria. So I came back to Ghana and uh, came to continue my education. And then I decided that I had enough of doing business. So, I wanted to. Um, I started looking for a job mm-hmm. as a stenographer, secretary, and, and all that. But I wasn't getting it. Nobody was actually minding me. And I did a lot of cross border businesses. I, and I was like, I had enough of running around. So, I spoke to friends that I'm looking for a job because I must survive. Whether I get. The particular job I'm looking for or not, anything, anything. Even if, if it's cleaning, I'll do it. But to do business again, no, I won't do it. And so, there's this lady in our church who went, worked with uh, an export company, who one day came and said, oh, you know what, um, there's this lady that string our beats for us, for our exports. So, we gave her so much order this time and she said she needed a hand. And she told them that she have somebody. So I should come to their office. And lo and behold, when I went, I mean, the lady um, accepted me and two others. And so I went there. So I love using my fingers. So I enjoy doing it. Little did I know that that's another way that God is bringing me back into business. So after we finished the order, and uh, she liked me, she, she decided to train me and I and accepted it up to a point point. Then I told her she wasn't getting any more orders. So I asked her if uh, um, she could help me. In fact, we had an exhibition in one of the biggest gallery in Ghana. So the gallery owner also liked me. So when she wasn't getting an order, I told her that if I could go and work with those people, with her permission, because she introduced me. And when I went there, it's a big place. And I actually learned the practical side of a professional way of doing business. And I worked there for about three to four years. And then I came out to register my own company to start with the bidding and um with time i went back to the company where i got the woman from is an export company i became one of their export companies after um that was 92 and 9899 i joined that group as one of their exporters handicrafts added to the beat.
1: i have so many questions i've written down three already just from her opening
2: yeah so as, as I go along, um, people keep coming. I'm one person who doesn't have a no for an answer. So mm-hmm. people keep coming. Do you have this? Do you have that? And uh, I had a mentor who think that I can do anything. So anybody who comes to him and said, they are looking for this. just said, come Where are you? Somebody is looking for this. I said, I don't have it. He said, go and look for it. So that's how come I landed myself in Sherbata. And... Um, I have been exporting since uh, 1999 up to date. Wow.
1: Well, Carrie, um, thanks for being on the show. Uh, Carrie has been on uh, and watched uh, in support of the other uh, inspiring women uh, in the past, what, first and second show. Um, We want to hear from you,
3: your inspiration,
1: your passion, your commitment, please.
3: Okay. Okay, so my background I'm an interior architect by profession, but I haven't worked in that business for a few years now. Um, my husband and I came back to Dubai. I originally came to Dubai when I was 22. 22, yeah, <laughs> a long time ago. Keith, um, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing his research. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so way back in the day was when I first came to Dubai and, you know, fell in love with it. It's got its good points. It's got its bad points, but it's definitely, you know, got some real hold over me. Anyway, I was here for five years at that point, um, working in the interiors business, uh, mostly with hotels and um, palaces, high end, anyway, interiors. I went back to the UK. I set up my own business um, in design in the UK and had that for about 12 years there. Um, And then my husband got offered to come back to Dubai by his uh, company. So we came back here. Again, I worked in the interiors business for a couple, well, for a few months when we came back here. And then I decided, nah, it's not for me anymore. So I'm a really creative person, I'm a busy person. I need to be busy. So I started looking around for what I could do to fill my time. And I came across Rags to Riches, which was a small hobby group at that time uh, of ladies who were making um, items of clothing to send to orphanages, um, refugee camps, communities who are really struggling sort of anywhere in the world so people could come on sort of contact us and um ask you know say they they're going to their home country or they're going to visit a country and they would contact us and ask for um certain items of clothing or orphanages would contact us and ask for certain things and then we try and partner up with somebody who is traveling to that country to take them so barbara who founded rags to riches um, as now actually retired and returned back to the UK, so when she was ready to take a step back, she sort of asked, "Was anyone willing to take it on?" Um, which is when I took it over with um, my my counterpart in Abu Dhabi. So we've got the Dubai is the main base, and then we've got a, another sort of base in Abu Dhabi, which is still still a little bit smaller than the Dubai one, but it's growing. Hopefully, it's it's you know it's coming along. But now we've turned into quite a big sort of entity now. Um, we've got over 270 members and I think actually recently that's increased again. I, I have to have a look at it. But since the lockdown all came about, um, we've actually increased in members over that. I think with people looking to how, how they could be busy. So it's all people who just volunteer and um, make the items and then we send them out. So I mean, now it's, we do clothing and we do reusable sanitary products, and that's one of our biggest, biggest sort of legs of the business now. So,
1: yeah. Before, before we move on, um, when you said it's not for me, did the business, did, did the industry change? Why, why wasn't it for you?
3: It just suddenly seemed very, um, I don't know, the the circles i was working in it, i just something suddenly hit me that i was doing a lot of work for mm. people that i don't know a lot of money being spent but for no real good yeah, yeah just okay. and just it seemed very sort of vacuous all of a sudden where i just thought i'm not sure i want to be in this you know this is people who've just got way too much money you know they just don't know what to spend it on next you know and I just didn't want to be a part of that. So.
1: It, sound, it sounds like you hit, a, um, uh, I guess, a fork in the road where you wanted mm. to either use your talents to make an impact or just make money for yeah. rich you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah Yeah. Have you read that book, Kerry, called um,
0: The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari?
3: I've actually got that sitting on my, uh, on my sideboard at the moment. It's on the list, yeah. Yeah, because
0: as, as you said that, I'm like, you know, that kind of sounds like the premise of that story.
3: Oh, right. Okay. Mm.
0: Yeah, because it's like someone someone that was like in this kind of profession that was financially fulfilling, but like, you know, like spiritually and like holistically, they just were not fulfilled. And they just said like, mm. you know, my my uh, uh, happiness is more important than money. Yeah.
3: yeah. And I mean, that's, it's, you know, um, we're very fortunate having this here in the UAE because the UAE is so transient that all of our fabrics that you can see on the shelves here, these are all sort of old bed linen, um, curtains, any fabric that people want to get rid of as they're moving on and they don't take these things with them. And we take those. So this sort of business model, we're not a business, but the business model runs on absolutely no money. We're all volunteers All of our fabrics and things are gifted to us. We turn those into brand new clothes and they get sent out by people who are actually personally carrying these things to whichever country they're going to. So it's incredible how it works. And I know it wouldn't work everywhere. You know, that's it is very particular to being in the UAE of how we get it out to so many places because obviously it's such an international hub here you've got people coming and going from all different countries everywhere and it's very transient you've got a lot of expats coming for a very short amount of time leaving they don't want to take these things with them so it you know it's very very particular this model is very particular to this geographical area but I still think it can work elsewhere as well You know, so I mean, currently we make things and we send them out. What one of the things that Femida and I would love to be able to do would be to sort of take what we do and teach people how to make the products that we make and try to empower women in these communities and you know see them standing on their own two feet and, and giving them something that they can look after themselves with, you know, not just having to take all you know, the charity all the time, because that's soul destroying for somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all well and good us doing it, but it can be quite soul destroying for people when they have got nothing and just have to receive all the time, you know?
0: So it sounds like, uh, it sounds like it's time to take your show on the road then Carrie.
3: It definitely is. It definitely is. And I want it to get bigger and bigger. The downside of being here in the UAE is we can't be a charity. So, Mm You know, we're busy investigating all the different ways that we can still do what we do and be legal, you know, and and it not cost us a fortune to do it either because that would be crazy, you know, for us to set up a legal entity, but then to be sort of bogged down with having to make money to pay for an office, to pay for all the licensing, to pay for, do you sure. know what I mean? Because what we do right now, we we don't need that but to be legal we do need that so it's a real catch 22 at the moment so
1: you know you know what's enamoring uh, to me in this being our third episode is when you think of entrepreneurial women you think of women out to get money but the narrative for most of the, our 12 awardees so far has been empowering women and yeah. That's been a reoccurring theme. Mm. Um, what feedback are you getting?
3: You know, it's really heartwarming the feedback that I get. Um, I mean, I think I'm 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 quite a natural leader, and mm. I I sort of fell into this position, and I've grown what we do. And a lot of people sort of say, "Oh, you know, I'm so glad you're doing this because I want to use my skills and I want to do good, but I wouldn't know how to do it if you weren't." directing us and so yeah i mean and now i'm getting a lot more publicity and a lot more you know like this sort of thing i mean i'm so so honored to be recognized on on this platform as well it's just incredible because you know i'm not african i do a lot of work in africa you know and i would love to do more there but it's humbling for me to be on recognized on this platform you know it really is and yeah, people do sort of see what I do now and I'm definitely getting more recognition, but I'm not in it for the recognition, you know, but right. but yes, it does keep you going, you know, yeah. that, that people can see that it's good and it's doing good in the world. Mm-hmm. And yes, getting recognized for that does sort of spur you on and make you think, yeah, this is worth, you know, worth carrying on.
1: Right. In um, Miss Comfort, <laughs> Carrie just told us a response to the question, and I would also like to hear yours uh, regarding um, some of the feedback you get uh, mm. from from people who are watching you. You know, you you mentioned yeah. that you didn't think people were watching your work and and, and uh, inspired by it. But once again, there's many times in my profession as an educator, mm. there'll be some there'll be somebody who will send me a Facebook instant message, and it'll be a kid from 2002. Telling yeah. me that I told him something that inspired him. I mean, it happens mm. all the time. Uh, yeah. What type of feedback do you get for the work that you do?
3: Um,
2: a lot and a lot. I mean, I'm somebody who has passion to make impact.
1: Mm.
2: I believe, I don't believe in putting things in people's hands i believe in empowering people to be independent so i always carry people along i mean empowering just like kerry just said that i want women to be independent to have confidence to build their confidence and capacity in whatever they are doing so that they can be independent and have confidence in whatever they are doing without depending on me as i Um, there are a lot of things I, I do. Um, when I go into, I do medical outreach, I go to communities and all that. But one thing I was telling somebody that I see myself as a business planter. And to be honest with you, just like Kerry said, I'm also somebody who shy away from the media because I'm not doing the thing so that I can be seen because it's something that needs to be done. So I'm just filling a gap. So I don't really want to, but people have been watching. Yeah. So when I get into a community and I want to help a particular group of people, I look for somebody who has the potential to lead them. So that it will be one of them leading them. So I just look at who can do this among you. This is what we are coming to do. Is there anybody here who have any experience in that area? Somebody say yes. Or, I mean, when you are with a group of people, some people actually emerge. You can really see a leadership in some people. So I quickly pick them. There are some people who can just get up and do things for themselves. So there, there are some that need to be carried along. There are some that need to be pushed. So mm-hmm. you see these people, and then I just pick one of them and said, okay, all of you here, this is what we are doing. It will take us this time, but this your friend, this your sister, will be the one that will be right. um, leading you. And then we give instruction to that person. Then I leave them. Then I move on to somewhere else. Because I don't, they have to do it. They, by seeing one of them doing it, we encourage them that they can also do it. Because, because they were all in the same community. How come she's doing it? That means I can also do it. But if I'm there doing it, it's like I'm not telling them that they can be independent. So right. I, I believe in, in empowering people to be independent.
1: Yeah.
2: And I mean, yeah, what, actually fish for themselves.
1: Yeah, what, what, uh, what they see is, is, is what they'll be. Um, uh, Carrie this morning, she prompted me to think about, um, what someone who would join this platform in, in, in view this, this, this particular episode, what would they be thinking, you know, about, why would they tune in? And the things that that I thought about was they want to see, they want to hear about the hurdles, the struggles, um, the, maybe the humility um, and the vulnerability of some people who have ascended. And when I thought about you, uh, Miss Comfort, I thought, "Wow, the saying that it takes eight to ten years to be an overnight success—that uh, comes true because you've done a lot early to get to where you are." Yeah. And I think a lot of people want—they want to uh, know what were what were some of the obstacles were you ever thinking about quitting what are some of the frustrations that you've dealt with in your work
2: well in fact when i started all over again uh from the beads that i I started with all over again i i just started with um one scissors a cutter and a plier with a thread in my hands, learning how to uh, finish a jewelry. is something that I appreciate learning from the, the woman who trained me. And so it opens my eyes to looking around people's neck, how their jewelries are looking, and I gently approach them. Say, oh, madam, good afternoon. Your necklace is nice, but the finishing is, is not good enough. I, I can do that for you. So, I mean, from that humble beginning, I go to people's home and they spread their beads for me and I shrink for them and get. The, my, I get paid. And so whatever money I get, I divide it into what can keep me going, what I can invest in a particular accessory that i need to be able to um work for another person i keep investing in that gradually because if i don't wear the necklace myself i don't wear necklace myself i mean this is all i can wear as you seeing on my neck so i really appreciate my customers who wears a lot and um I, the little that I have, when I started, when I got what can take me to an exhibition, I always set up, I go around and exhibit. Whatever I get from there, I make sure that I reinvest into the business and save something to keep me going to the next Exhibition, monthly exhibitions. I go to every monthly exhibition, and this woman, uh, kati the one who trained me, will never leave me out. She keeps updating me. There's an exhibition here, there's an exhibition there, and I make sure that I always save some money for the next exhibition and the new things that people may. I listen to customers because without them, I'm not in business. So, whatever they ask, that is what I do. So I keep improving from one from one customer to another, improving on the feedback. And um, when I met, I had organized an exhibition with uh, one of my former colleagues at a workplace. She was into Batik. Then I said, okay, what we are getting here is at the workplace is not enough. But for me, if I leave, this job right now i will not be able to survive but you still have your parents so she resigned and i joined her during her my free time to look for a place and we organized our own exhibition where we invited people our friends and people who we think are potential uh sponsors or partners i mean to to come and so when they came from there, one person, she, he didn't even come to the exhibition, but by looking on the invitation card, said that, oh, this lady is into beat. I want to meet her. And he became my mentor. And in 1999, when there's an exhibition in Japan, she took some of my uh, beat samples. In fact, they encouraged me to come with them. But I told them, I'm just starting, so I can't start by borrowing money, to travel. The travel will come at the right time, but with my own money, but not to borrow money to travel. So they should just take my product along and see if anybody will be interested. I made a complimentary card, I gave them my complimentary card, they, they sent it. And lo and behold, before the second day of the African um, exhibition that was in, in Japan, people started calling me. By the time they came back the following week, I've already sent a sample to this guy in, in Japan and who sent me um, an order for about 8500 And that was a hell okay. because he didn't give me any money, no deposits. And how am I going to anybody I approach? They are like, you this small girl. Do you know that person from anywhere? And look at the amount of money you are mentioning. Where? How? And so, by building a relation, uh, having a good relationship with the, those who supply me the bead, I, in fact, I took a loan from the workplace and I was left with uh, 50 CDs, that is five CDs today, about $1 at the time. Right. So, I quickly took it to one of the producers, he had the capacity. But I always buy from him. So we have that relationship. He knows any time I buy, I pay back and all that. So I just took it and I said, you know what? I know we all need money. We need business, okay? I've got this breakthrough, but I don't have money. This is all I have. Can you take it and start producing? And as I continue talking to the buyer, and then he will be able to give us some at least 50% or something say oh it's too small i say yes i know but let's try it so he also took the that's more money and that's how come he produced about 50 percent and i went back again there's still no money i went back with post data check i said you take the check don't cash it i'll bring money Mm -hmm. so i went back again and the man finally sent money and i went to the bank and they gave me the money so it was a uh, uh, financial struggle but just being determined mm-hmm. to make sure that I mean this is an opportunity and by all means I have to make it so it, it was a struggle but I am somebody who always makes sure that I press the done button no matter what it will take me
0: Comfort you mentioned you mentioned um, uh mentorship uh a, a few times now you know stating like yes. you, you had a mentor along the way and these kind of things yeah. and
1: uh-huh.
0: and and also in the beginning you were saying about uh you know how you weren't aware that other people were watching your moves but like just from yeah. listening to your anecdotes just now and like your stories about business and like what you've been through I'm actually Mm -hmm. learning some things right now as well. Like, you know, in terms of that perseverance and you know, no matter how little that you have, you can still Mm -hmm. push forward. Like with something, I mean, you've been in business for over 23 years. I mean, that's,
1: that's,
0: that's, that's a huge testament to what someone can do just by their own willpower. So like, I definitely applaud you for that. Um, I had a question for Kerry, um, Kerry, uh, I was saying that maybe, you know, maybe, maybe uh, by the way that you were talking, it sounds like you're ready to take your show on the road. And I kind of like really meant that, you know, whereas if you really want to empower those communities that you're actually donating to and those orphanages yeah. um, and those women on the ground, then, I mean, a lot of your other fellow um, uh, awardees, both this year as well as last year. Yeah. Uh you know can definitely like you know link you up with some things so you can actually be in those communities and teach those uh those vocational and hard skills to them,
3: yeah, that's what we're hoping you know, and the more like this sort of thing that i sort know get to know people and network with people, yeah, that's perfect, you know well, obviously, ne- we need to try and find a way to finance it all and you know all oh all I' was of gonna those ask you that. to jump through too you know. <laughs>
0: I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. So, so you mentioned you mentioned that there's, uh, oh boy, two hundred, you know, two hundred seventy plus members, you know, in our in our Racks mm-hmm. to riches. And mm-hmm. now you said like they're all volunteers and kind of just like you know doing yeah. this for like their passion and maybe a little yeah. bit of boredom, maybe a little bit of boredom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. How do you you know how do you guys finance the material and um, you know the shipping costs and all this?
3: Well, that's exactly it because. material costs are, everything's gifted to us. Um, There are certain things, yes, of course. You know, so I've bought a printer, I buy the ink, you know, myself and that sort of thing. There's always those small costs. Um, But as far as sort of shipping things, we don't, that's what we don't do at the moment. That's the hardest part for us. So everything we make gets taken personally by somebody. So if somebody was going back to their home country, they might contact us and say, look, I, I sponsor these children in this orphanage. Can I take this to them? Or um, we've, actually, we've had a, um, a guy from Uganda who runs an orphanage in Uganda who uh, comes over to Dubai and does the African arts exhibition in Sharjah and, and that sort of thing. And he now, we have a really good relationship with him. So he takes a lot of things back from us. Um We have relationships with people like Tribe X and um, UAE trekkers who take people out on sort of holidays retreats, you know yoga retreats and things like that. Um, they go do sort of climbs. There was one last year where they climbed Kilimanjaro, and what they tend to say to the people that they 're taking is you have to leave five kg of luggage space to take because one of their ethoses is wherever they go, they'll leave that place better than they found it. So oh. they'll take items from us and take them to the communities, take them to the villages as they travel through these places and distribute things like that as well. So at the moment, our, our um, distribution costs are zero because it goes personally with people. But obviously now, this whole virus has put a real spanner in the works oh. there. So... You know, I've got all these amazing women who are making for us and no means of getting these things out anywhere right now. So mm. that has, you know, that's sort of started the process of us thinking, actually, we need a plan B here because, mm. one, obviously nobody's traveling right now and there is still cargo going, but we don't have the facility to send anything cargo. So that's something we need to look at again, mm. you know, so... It's all readdressing the whole, you know, the whole plan, really, again.
0: Yeah, well, it, it, it's, a, it's a good in a way. It's good in a way that,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: that uh, you know, you do have this time to uh, um, reflect and also to look forward of um, pivoting and diversifying the way yeah. that, you know, things are, things are distributed. Uh, as well as I just had, um, I just had a couple of suggestions for you. Maybe, I mean, I mean, you know, what do Absolutely, I I, right? yes. a couple suggestions I'm completely for me open to
3: suggestions,
0: <laughs> um, just from like a CSR perspective, you know, maybe, maybe there are some companies that would love to like, you know, sponsor, uh, you guys just like in terms of like, you know, your distribution and then yeah. obviously, um, you know, we come in contact with quite a few people. I know William does as well from like a, you know, UAE African network group, um, mm-hmm. that are on the ground. Uh, particularly in Africa, um, that that would be those good distribution points. I mean, you guys yeah. should be so busy. You don't know what, like, all your shelves should be empty. <laughs> yeah, they
3: should, shouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's what we'd love, you know, to get, get it all out there and get it further and, and get people hearing about it. And, and then, hopefully, being able to get out there and show them – these communities, how they can do these things for themselves. And yeah. Empower as we were talking earlier. Yeah.
1: Carrie, I, I want to connect you. Um, I put the link down in the chat. Uh, okay. we, we we've had a, um, a guest on global brothers podcast, uh, a two time guest. Uh, she's the only person that's repeated. Uh, she is an actress and a singer. Uh, okay. she's in a few, she's been in a few movies, but, uh, one of her biggest, uh, uh, roles was Nala and the Lion King on Broadway.
3: Oh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So her name is Chantel Riley, and she does some phenomenal work with Khan Academy in Nigeria. Um, so I want to uh, connect wow. you to, and, and, and you can look at that.
3: Amazing. Because, uh, Thank yeah,
1: you. You're going to definitely be, and I might even uh, find the YouTube clip for the trailer, but I put that uh, their, their website in the chat. So, and, you know, okay. that's one of the things... You know, when people join our, 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 uh, our Zoom rooms or when they look at our podcast, many times it's a networking session. It's another place yeah. to build. It's another place to, to meet new people. So uh, folks that are in the room, please make sure you put um, your IG and your, your, maybe your email, your social media handles down there so we can connect. But I, wanna, I, wanna, I definitely want you to connect with Khan Academy.
3: Wow, that would yeah. be amazing. Thank you. Yeah.
1: yeah, and great work. Thank you. Okay. Wow. It's comfort. I wrote some questions. Okay. And um We we also we also have a question We uh, do. In- yeah. Let's do let's take questions from the uh from from the from the chat. Yeah, we
0: have um a good friend to the show, Trey Lou, wants to know how can uh how can those in the US uh be of be of support to either one of uh your 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 businesses. Uh comfort, I guess you first. Um, do you, do you, do you, do you ship to the U S
2: yes, I ship, I ship to the U.S. U.S., Canada, Japan, um, yeah, some other places. And, um, my, my focus is, I mean, whatever comes out from my business to be able to go a long way to touch other lives because, um, uh, I have um, a nursery, there's a, a village where there has never been a, a nursery. I mean, in fact, my own village because I've never been to a nursery. So, and at this time around, I realized that, I mean, children have been loitering around and you need somebody to work with. And so um, a pastor woman was, female pastor was posted to the village. And when I discussed with her, she just agreed. And now we, she started with uh, 12 children, and then now we, we have about three classes if we were to be. And these children are very happy, go home, and uh, I, it, it, it leads me to their parents to encourage them that we are taking care of your children. It's direct um, employment that we have given you because if we are taking care of these children, whatever you are doing, you have a peace of mind that your children are in a safe hand. So in in any way that they think they can support those who are helping in any way, we are not asking them for anything, but they should know that we are all working together. And so anybody who wants to help to really take care of these children, I have a, a youth, choreography, because those young people just go out in the evening. There's nothing to occupy them. And I got this guy who can really teach. And I went to the village, Within three days, we were able to train about 40 youths and they were so excited. They are now going to the church, Having people are hiring them to come and entertain here and there at other programs. And it's like, there is something that they, they enjoy so much. Anytime I go to the village, I don't know how they got to know that I'm around. Before I could say that they are all gathered, whether they are, those who are writing exam, make sure they hurry up quickly and come on <laughs> i also have a youth uh, i mean the communities that we support uh from the prison i have a, a partner who works with all the prisons in ghana and then we support them I and mean, other communities um there are other i have some um program that we are working on right now they are making donations today in one of the communities I'll share those uh, with you, so anybody anything we just want to make sure that we are all together so
0: so a quick question for you uh from that then comfort um uh, mm-hmm. through through your website uh, uh for your business like you know do you have all those all those initiatives kind of listed down that if someone just went on like one central place they can find information on each
2: I just redesigned my website last week okay. but i have a lot on my facebook
0: okay facebook
2: the things we do are on on my facebook page the pictures oh. there there are videos there and all that
0: okay yeah. be sure be, sh- be sure to put your mm-hmm. facebook information into uh the chat area uh as soon as you can okay um oh, we have okay. a question we have a question for kerry um mm-hmm. from our good friend lorraine acoustic creations good friend of the show uh she's a she's a, a, a designer um and she says kerry uh,
1: phenomenal excuse me she is a phenomenal <laughs> designer
0: for sure 100 percent phenomenal how could i forget that word
1: <laughs> um, so she says she
0: says uh have you considered kerry collaborating with one of the technical arts colleges or fashion institutes uh i suppose here in dubai it's
1: a good
3: question uh, No is the answer to that to be honest it's quite hard at the moment until we get um a sort of a, a legal license it's quite hard to work with education institutes a lot of them want to know that you're you know you have everything in line yeah. like that and we've grown from being just a hobby group into this sort of you know platform that we are now so uh no i haven't done that as yet I have worked with schools where some of the girls who are doing their um, their IB in particular, um, they have to do a sort of social element with that certificate. Mm. And a lot of them have taken on our, um, our reusable sanitary wear and taken that element and learned how to make it. And, you know, the schools here do an amazing sort of school trips. So a lot of them go to They've been to Nepal. They've taken some of the century where to Nepal. They've, they've been out to, um, where are they going next? They were supposed to be going to Uganda, some of them, which obviously got canceled this year. Um, But some of the senior schools have taken it on with us, you know, like that. Um, And we've taught them, but no, I haven't gone into sort of the fashion institutes where, I guess they could help us sort of making and designing some of the clothing ranges that we do.
1: Do you work with lower grades? Like the elementary?
3: Uh, we have done on a, on, on a, on the level of getting them to understand, you know, and mm-hmm. see a, a picture of, mm-hmm. of the world outside this little bubble in Dubai sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I did a, a with Global International mm-hmm. School, uh, they, they asked me if I'd come and talk to some of the kids. We did that. And then for their a winter festival, we did a, I had a stand there telling them about what it was w- that we did. The kids all brought a small toy, mm-hmm. one of their own toys to give, to gift to us. And we sent those out to an orphanage in, in um, Uganda, that was, again. Um, and then the kids in Uganda, the kids have done little notes, tied it around the the toy's neck to sort of say, you know, this is mine, and I hope you love him yeah. as much as I do. Sent them out. Then we got photos from the orphanage of the kids receiving all these gifts. And uh, then I took, on International Day, I took aboard with all the photos of the kids receiving the gifts took it back to horizon international school and the kids sort of learned about uganda and and it it just it really connected for them you know it made it much more real for them to like see their toy that's gone from their house traveled and land up in the hands of this child you know who's sitting there beaming and you know, so overjoyed to have these things. So that was a really good one. And that it made the kids think, and these kids were like, you know, little, little kids, seven, seven, eight years old, you know, so.
1: Yeah, I asked because um, I just joined a company, uh, a school that um, is pre-K through five. And I'm working on the core values of that school. One of the core values I can assure you is civic and community leadership. And like you said, getting them to see out of their bubble, but also getting them to think about making an impact in the world. So yeah. um, I'll be talking to you more about cool. maybe coming in
3: mm-hmm. and
1: um, maybe even getting our students to work on yeah. garments or work, on, you know. Yeah. Getting, getting, For sure, getting, there's getting. things
3: they can do, you know, yeah. from such a tiny age, there's things they can do.
1: Definitely.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah.
1: we we'll definitely talk soon.
0: Um, so, uh, two things, um, Carrie, for sure. Check down in the chat. There's, uh, there's quite a, quite a okay. few, um, uh, 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 messages there for you in terms of, um, from donations to, uh, people wanting to help you get connections to collaborations for the fashion Excellent. institute. So definitely put your information there as well so they can get in contact with you directly. Sure. Yeah, because okay. they, they call us, then we're going to take ten percent. You don't want that.
3: Ten <laughs> percent <laughs> of nothing. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so um, so listen, I I am um, I'm really interested in what you said earlier, Carrie, and this goes to comfort as well as yourself that uh, you said it's not just enough to be doing things uh here uh, uh on your machine and giving charity. And I'm mm-hmm. super against this word charity. Uh, I'm very much mm-hmm. into yes paying it forward, but paying it forward in terms of know-how and hard skills. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. vocational skills are so important that we we teach a man to fish, uh, so yes. that so that so that he can he can continue to do that for you know like the rest yeah. of mm-hmm. his life as well as to teach others. So yeah, that's yeah. that's that's so essential and like collaboration mm-hmm. is what we need to do. So I mean like. We all now know so many talented people. We know the connections that we need. Obviously, we see just from a platform like ours and UA African Network that you can meet so many people through that. That they can link you to others. You know, so this is for uh, you know comfort as well as for Carrie. Like, um, I want to uh, share this with you guys. That recently there was a group of um, a Ghanaian. Uh, 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 visitors here and they were looking for work a little bit before the whole uh, lockdown happened and they pretty much got stranded here.
3: Yeah. So, oh, uh, that's, yeah.
0: Yeah. A yeah, I'm sorry, sure story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, so, so sad. Yeah, exactly. So that story has been going around like, you know, I've become, I've become like involved in it, trying to help them out. Like, you know, Heath has been trying mm-hmm. to help them out. William from uh, like UA Africa has been, uh, has been trying to help them out as well. And what I take from that is that today uh, one of our friends actually went down to where they're staying and they wouldn't let them in with like actual like food and goods. And they just said, no, just give cash donations to the so-and-so society, which is with the government. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we understand, but it's not just about money. It's like, these people just need like, maybe like a, uh, like to see a kind face and like a smiling face, and, like, you know, like, yeah. to like, hear like, you know, somebody yeah. that cares, like that yeah. goes so much further mm-hmm. as well.
1: Yeah. But,
0: So I thought in my mind, like long story short, sorry, um, I thought in my mind that, well, why don't we like kind of see, um, cut the situation off at the head? Because why do people, uh, why do some people that maybe don't have the means uh, spend everything they have to travel to another country? Because it must be really bad in their country. So with mm, what yeah. you guys are doing with like, you know, comfort shea butter and uh, beads and, you know, like your like sanitary pads and like the rest of your craft. Yeah. Here, like if you were able to like create uh, facilities in those countries, whereas people can get employment uh-huh. in those countries, yeah. they would have meaningful employment where they are. They wouldn't have to travel to dangerous places or even like yeah. places that they can't afford to stay in these kinds of yeah. bad situations. What do you guys think of that?
3: Oh, for sure. For sure, you know. I mean, I'm all for people traveling around the world and learning from different countries and doing things like that. But no way should anyone have to Uh, come out of their home country to sustain themselves. You know that there's got to be a better way.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, when when I'm training the 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 women and the young people, I've I've trained over thousands of women in bead stringing. I mean, they. I used to move from even from school to school to teach the young, the school children how to make necklaces for their families when they are traveling. Instead of them going to buy um, from the market, it should be something that they make with their own, their hands to give to to share with their family. So I always encourage them to be here and do add value to the things we have our, we, we have around. The first two uh, ladies I got, they are from the north, where uh, those young people come down to the city to carry loads in the market. But when they brought them and this organization brought them to me to train them into share butter, and their, their passion to willing to, to, to learn and be independent. After training them, I haven't taken money from the organization then. I I was just driven by their passion. So when we finished, I asked their, their organization, how much will you pay me for training those ladies? They mentioned the amount. I said, you know what? I'm giving it to them as a seed capital so that I'm just moved by their passion. Just give it to them. And today, one of them is supplying body shop. She built her own factory. I don't see her as a competitor. And now when people call me up north to come and train, I just direct them to her. And those that came for bidding, I mean, they all have their own shops. And I'm their friend on on Facebook. When they ask me to come to up north and train, I just give their number to them that let them do it. So it's their own people, they speak the same language. I mean, they see them doing it so that they can be able to do it. That's awesome. I remember one, when we started, after training them, we give them the exposure. If there's an exhibition somewhere, we, we took them there so that they can get the exposure of the market. And at one exhibition, when I visited them, they actually called their sisters who are in the city carrying load in the market, who are sleeping on, I mean, in open places at night. They invited them to, to the exhibition. When I came, I saw two different people. I said, Who are these people? They said they are our sisters who are here in, in the city carrying loads. So we invited them to come and see us here to, to be an encourage them, to to be an encouragement for them that the street and the carrying loads is not where they belong to. They can also be where they are, seeing them in this among these people, business people having things in front of them made by themselves. So we think. should be, we have a lot back home to do and, and get all the money f- up there is, is what, for me, if you ask me, all I need is markets and distributors to make, to sit right here and add value and somebody sell all out there for me to empower my people. And I'll go down to every village. I, I don't care whatever it is, riding on a river or what. I want to go. As you say, I, I like what you said that somebody just needs a smile. Very, very important. That is very true. There's somebody, all that they need is just somebody to sit down for them to pour their heart out. And the person will just be listening. And they just, they just go on and on and on. And then they are free. That is all they need. Somebody, just a smile. I remember I met a woman in the U.S. um, 10 years ago. I didn't know. I just went for a program, and I was the first to arrive there. And I said, okay, let me just go out tomorrow. Everybody will be arriving. But let me go down and see maybe somebody from Africa. And as soon as I got there, I saw somebody sitting down. She said, I smile." I didn't know. But I came back, and I asked her name. I went, and I came back, and I said, what's your room number? And so when I, as soon as I entered my room, I called her. I said, oh, I have all high shoes here. I need something down. Are you, do you want to go out? And we did. She said, yes. Then we went, and when we came back, she said, you know what? She always traveled with her husband. But the husband, she lost the husband two weeks ago. And now she's invited to this program. It was difficult for her. It's like, I've never traveled all by myself before. How am I going to manage? And here you come, and when you, 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 the first thing, when you saw me, you just smiled. And then you came back to take my room number. And then you called me. And now you're asking me, and you're just walking with me as if we have known each other from Adam. So you are my sister. No, and she's awesome. from Liberia. So Liberia. somebody, all people need is somebody, the touch.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's why. That's why this. So that's, why this COVID, that's why this COVID is so hard for everybody because we can't have our yeah. our human touch mm-hmm. and hug each other and that kind of thing yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, we're we're uh, we're so happy for um you know to have you ladies to share your stories. Obviously, you've been you've been very very um uh, inspiring to our audience uh, in the chat, and I'm sure people listening later on our streaming service and our YouTube is going to be inspired by you as well. We want to give you both just like um your final shot opportunity to say where people can find information about you for our listeners. So people that are not in the room for our listeners, just verbally tell them how they can find you online. So your social media links um, and uh, any, any, any final message for everyone just quickly. Uh, Carrie.
3: Um, So just massive. Thank you again for, for this platform. It's brilliant. It's incredible to be here and it's incredible to, Spread the word and uh, you know grow what we do. Um, as far as finding us, at the moment, our biggest uh, sort of platform would be Facebook. It's just rags to riches UAE, um, and you can find all the rest of the information on there of where to find us. We're we're busy <coughs> building the uh, website at the moment, but that's uh, taking us a little bit of time. So
0: <laughs> awesome and comfort.
3: Yeah, thank you once
2: again for the, giving us this uh, great opportunity. Kerry, I'm so I'm so glad, and I really love what you are doing. I think we are just on wow. the same line. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah for we sure, just on the same line. Yeah, and so I wish. Uh, let's see how we can do because I educate the young people on how to use sanitary pad. So ah, one girl a okay. pad. Yeah, one girl a pad. So. I I give them one, one pad and teach them how to use it and the side effects of whatever they might, any other We've definitely got to to develop our relationship then. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So thank you viewers. Uh, We are so glad. And let's see how we can work together.
3: Definitely. Um,
2: Definitely. My email is comfortajahogenies at gmail.com and uh, comfortajahogenies on Facebook. On LinkedIn or my company Elagwe Company Limited, the shop on Facebook, or plus two three three two four six one five two two six three on WhatsApp. I put it on the the link there. So we'll be happy to connect with all of you. And if I'm in Dubai next time after the COVID, then we have physical meeting.
1: Awesome. So let's let's schedule her for uh, Global Brothers podcast in person when she comes. Hey so man, I'll,
0: I want some I want some uh, shea butter and some beads as well. So like you know, she can't come. No empty problem.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, no problem.
0: Hundred yeah, percent.
2: Yeah. All right, well, Heath,
0: man, we, we've we've uh, we've done it again. We've, we've made we've uh, yeah. made some great connections. Uh, yeah. So happy to be able to um host this platform you know for everybody like really you guys yeah. give us as much life as like you think that we're giving you visibility you guys give us life definitely uh, with sharing your stories and learning things from you um even if it's just humility um yeah. you know, alone um it's 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 a you know it's a wonderful lesson because you guys are all so humble with your with your with your great
1: accomplishments and
0: your big hearts so i uh, thank
1: you ladies very much these interviews uh down the line will mature you know there will be people watching these interviews after we edit them and we upload them on our platform for a long time to come uh but the time that we're in right now um i've been telling people in my family and, and, and on my social media platform that you could scroll on any other time than now mostly you can scroll down your timeline and see excellence right I mean, everybody we follow, everybody who, who, who influences us, we can take a look at those people and sort of try to find a way to cancel out some of the madness that's going on. So um, this, is enough, this is one of those examples right now, okay? That we can get away and go back to inspiring people. We don't have to just sit and look at um, maybe 5 to 10% of what's you know really happening in the world there's a lot more good happening i believe mm-hmm. so thank you
0: awesome well thank you guys so much again and uh also to our partner uh uae Africa networking group thank you so much mr william stenhouse for all that you do right. cool As we always say at this We're time here. live global and prosper peace Check us out on YouTube, Global Brothers Podcast, and please subscribe and share and, you know, continue to support, you know, good
1: yeah, content. Thanks, everybody. Mr. Worldwide.